$35,000 sold for exactly $128 to the listener on episode 128. So you've got a good deal. You've got to take this deal, go make a double of that. That'll be two fifty-six. Double that, five twelve, then thousand twenty-four, two thousand forty-eight, four thousand ninety-six, eight thousand one hundred ninety-two, sixteen thousand three hundred eighty-four, thirty-two seven sixty-eight, six five five three six one zero one zero seven two, two zero two one forty-four, four zero four two eighty-eight. Yeah. Is that right? Am I in the right track? No, somewhere I got off there. Some, I just did uh, 32, 64, 128. Oh, 128. I was off in there somewhere. So, but I used to do doubling like that before with 2, 2, 4, 8, 16, and so on. Many a time, because that's how computers do it. And so I got good at the doubling. Also, this is episode 128, which is 2 to the... Well, what is it? Seven. Two to the seventh. Yeah, because two to the tenth is 1,024. Got some math in there. I know you were hoping for that in this episode, and you are welcome. Brought back the math. Glad to have you on here at the Armin Show. You never know what you're going to get, because it's not like other shows. If it was, there would be no need for this show. And we close up shop. We'd bring down the door and actually close up the shop, lock the doors, lock the doors, throw away the key, then go find the key, pick it up, and melt it so it couldn't be used as a key. That's because that's how you close a shop. Not sure if you knew how to close a shop. Now I've given you the information. If you have a shop you want to close, just give me some credit. Like, oh, Armin, uh, able to close my shop, thanks to Armin. You can find him on Google. That's where it may be. I would leave a review on your shop. Was great until it closed. You know, that's my deal. If you close a shop using my advice, I will leave a review on it. Great shop until it closed. Really good at closing. I remember their last moments before they closed the shop. Down at the store. The local store and such. Here's the thing about business. You start one and most of them, they don't work out. Most businesses do not work out long term. If you see a business that's rolling like for a decade, you're looking at a winner. You're looking at the minority right there. Hard to take into account because you think, oh, just businesses, they work and people do it. No, very few of them function beyond a few months, years. It's not easy to maintain something, build a customer base, be stable for an extended period of time. It's got to fit you. So anytime you see a business, it might look boring, but keeping it alive is nothing but is is anything but boring. And in today's day and age, it's less about knowing the people and meeting them personally, all, all, although that's part of it, but it's about your online presence. Because if you got good Google and Yelp reviews, people are just showing up. Hey, I saw your four reviews. I'm here with my uh I'm here with my group, and we all want a product or a service. More likely a service if you're looking for reviews because a product. <coughs> product is not going to translate as hard. 
Like, hi, I came for gas, and I noticed you have a gas station. There's not as much of that. But for a service of sorts, maybe a repair or a consulting or accounting, then in those cases, word of mouth is good but cannot beat having an online presence. People just showing up, and you're taking the presence away from other people who don't have an online presence. And their customers are just disappearing. That's what's happening in 2018, 17, 16, and more so as time goes on. We have a few steps. Right now, people take it from other people. But a few years from now, machine-oriented systems and algorithms take them from uh, people. So this is the in-between time where people can capitalize on it. Capital letters. Dang. So much info. One show. How does he do it? How does he do it? Now, should I give it? Let me give a throwback to a past episode of sorts. Will it be a guest one? No. The book episodes. Did you forget about them? Yup, they happened. Whether it was Behave by Sapolsky, Scale by Jeffrey West, Elephant in the Brain by. Robin Hansen or Kevin Simler. Here's the thing. Keeping in touch. So I follow Robin and Kevin on Twitter along with other people. I still communicate with said individuals. This is a good part of existence. I'm not here to disappear. That's not my general idea. If I mesh with somebody, yeah, that's the... It's a it's a longer term thing. You don't want to go short term with relations with those who work with you in content form. These are people or a service or whatever the person's business is. Maybe you can something else with that person a, a month later, a year later. So you want to stay in touch with the people you mesh with. You don't need to with everybody, but like Robin Hansen, one of the authors of Elephant in the Brain, he posts some stuff that makes quite a bit of sense to me. Therefore, I keep in touch. He liked one of my tweets, a few of my tweets, and uh, there's some back and forth. Also, I check out his blog, overcomingbias.com, because he's got some solid articles. Yeah. Kevin Simler also has one too, meltingasphalt.com. So each one has their own, and these are people. So this is a key thing. You build a relation with people for their service or content. That It's not short-term. You can make it short-term, but that's missing the concept. You're still going to be here in a year. So why act as though you won't be? In said case. How many points I bring up? I just transitioned from X to Y to Z. That's right. This won't be a linear. I can do linear. As you've noticed on some episodes. But sometimes it's better to. Transgress. If that's a word. Transnational. We're going across the nation. As far as concepts. Like my old mind maps. I think I mentioned them. Previously. I have some saved mind maps that I can't even open because I don't have the application for it. I could get it, but 
I made them in FreeMind or XMind. These were different mind mapping services. One cool thing about content making is through my many, my beyond a decade of content making is I have come across a lot of different programs, services, ways of presenting things, applications, and such. It's worth trying things out because one or another you'll mesh with well and then you might use it for some long period of time. Mind maps are cool. There was one guy, I don't remember his name, but he made these super mind maps that were huge and like cartoony and colorful. That guy won the mind map, map war maybe uh, 10 years ago. It was something else. You could not beat that guy at that. Everybody, you notice like a certain thing shows up and then there's the top person in that thing. Everybody has their thing that they're really good at what things suit me one big one is uh, people oriented nature like new people meeting and interacting with new people relating in some form that's a big part you might call it peopling like I have uh, friends of sort who have been on the podcast and they go fishing so the same way they go fishing, you might say, I go peopling, which is not an actual term, and I don't know anybody who describes it as such, but I'll just make that a term. Yes, I have some terms that go out, and they get used, so we'll go with that one. Just to throw that in, by the way, I have one, one of my students, cool guy, takes my mannerisms. So that's illegal, and I will have him in jail once he's done with all his education because you can't take my mannerisms legally, okay? I created these, and so stealing them is a punishable offense, and you will go behind bars for a long time, young person. Good thing I cleared that one up so we don't have more people stealing all my phrases and mannerisms. Gosh, Tell me what jail looks like from the inside of the jail after your entry. You got to set the bar down. Set the hammer down. I know some people listen to a podcast as they are driving. So in those cases, I feel like you would want like an hour-long podcast, frankly. Or the two-hour ones, because then you can come back to it on your own time and look forward to the continuance of it. I get that part, because mine are mostly 10 minutes. And that is a good length if you get used to it. But with a lot of commutes being 40 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour. And podcasts are almost like a radio now on your own time. That's why those ones make sense. Then you can continue the episode across the path. You're here, now you're there. It's still on this show. 10-minute episode, you barely get going. And then it ended. So that's a case for longer episodes. It doesn't always have to be. Because a 4-minute episode, by the time you just get it started, and it's done. 10-minute is pretty much like that when you compare it to a 1- or 2-hour episode. 
so I've listened to a couple like uh, from Dax Shepard or other and there's something to the extension of the episode you get into it it's in the background you're doing other stuff and it continues but if it was only a 10 minute episode you couldn't do that by the time you just started washing the dishes episode's done or by the time you you start driving you got it set up you go a little bit and it's done now obviously you could switch to another podcast but that makes the case for it this is why extended ones have an appeal this is one reason there's other ones to get into concepts in depth or to build a vibe over an extended period of time you can't do that in a short period I like to take note of all the details in this current moment because how short is this moment? Quick. It's 2018, right? Nothing I'm saying right now fits as well in 2020. I'll seem behind the times if I was saying the same things I'm saying right now. Isn't that funny? The same words I'm saying right now, but two years from now, these would be a little bit behind now I have noticed that some of my content most of mine specifically is evergreen in some ways or even future oriented I was thinking about this earlier I have a the internet rap that I posted some years ago and then one about Los Angeles these two raps which went which went mostly unnoticed maybe I'll bring them back in some form the stuff they're saying was not only very true, but became more true over time or more accurate. The predictions, real on point. But at the time, uh, I barely got any response. A few people said, all right, cool. And then uh, when I posted it on one Reddit, the Los Angeles one, I got some negative response. That's all I remember. By the way, never put too much weight on a negative thing. You're supposed to get, let's say I post something that's accurate about the world. You should expect to get negative responses a lot. But that's not the point. That means you did the right thing. If everybody likes you, something's off. That's not how the world works. So those things went unnoticed. But the things I mentioned about Los Angeles, what would happen with the internet and Facebook and Google and YouTube. Wow. Now, they might seem obvious now, or to some select people might have seemed obvious at that time, but for the most part, just unnoticed. Now, do I fall in love with those raps? I like them, but no, I just, I was saying messages that fit. And then today I say messages that fit. You can only try your best to put out your word at that moment, whatever fits you, feels right. Don't do things that feel wrong. Guess who looks back at them with regret? You. You might do it out of pressure because of somebody else. Uh, But actually, one, that pressure isn't real. And two, you're the only one who looks back later like, darn it. Why didn't I stick with my own viewpoint? Why didn't I have the self-esteem to stick with my own viewpoint? If something is going to feel off, you know it today. You can put it till tomorrow. Anytime I've done that, guess what happens tomorrow? I'm like, why did I do that? Are you kidding me? So don't give too much weight 
to the external. Maybe the external wants you to not give too much weight to it. Huh? Armin, don't give too many facts out. Joke. That's a made-up line. Nobody actually says that to me. I just made that up. Facts is good. Also, facts are good. I'll do grammar at some episode. I'm going to randomly just don't include these cacao nibs. I got dark chocolate cacao nibs uh, that are, I get them sometimes. These are in 66% dark chocolate. Dang, they are good. I might not have vices per se. I do not drink the alcohol. I do not smoke substances or use the drug paraphernalia as such or any of the things you know i'm i don't the external isn't gonna do it for me but i eat this chocolate and chocolate got some good tasting but now if you told me i have to go a month without chocolate that's fine it's not a big deal or now water no it's i'm gonna I'm going to find a way to water. I'll find a way. But yeah, I like chocolate things. Or uh, what's it called? Hot chocolate. At the places that make them that are good. So that's one way to relate. I know a lot of people have vices that are like a big part of their existence. And I can barely relate. So they're like, screw you, Armin. You make me feel uh, self-conscious about my vices. I get it. Well, I'm trying to relate here with my chocolate, okay? So let me at least pretend that, oh, man, if I don't get my chocolate, I'm going to have some messed up craving and break down. I want to relate as well. Let me relate with every person. Good. That was a good transition to food-related content. The vlog may become a daily thing on YouTube because those clips, frankly, now the podcast is very streamlined and fast moving. Those might even be more streamlined. You just record video on phone, upload to YouTube on phone, give it a title. Bam. So in some ways, the vlog would be even more streamlined than the podcast. They can be separate because the podcast is this. And it needs the microphone and the laptop and set up the vlog. It just, boom, phone to the internet. And then a, a rough rough average of, you know, three, five, seven, eight, ten minutes. Ten starts to push it for video because now I'm uploading a ten-minute high-quality video to YouTube for my phone. Might be a bit much. But aside from that, that might be a accompaniment i won't say it's every day right now but that may be a thing because it's very accessible and applicable so just including that if you like video then youtube will be the way but don't disregard the podcast don't forget where we started not that i started here because i started with a blog back in 2008 but you know, don't forget. Actually, even before 2008, maybe I should make a mapping of all the things I've made over the years. It would almost be uh, very shocking or maybe informational. 
because there was the time yeah maybe i should do a mapping of my content creation existence from all the way however long ago it goes that's not a bad idea that would take some effort though that's a full youtube video of work maybe i'll have to, you know what actually work is not a way to go maybe i'll make an easier version of it on youtube describe it and put it online that'll be good or maybe it'll be in podcast form somehow i'll get it out to you because I can confirm there's very few people who have made as much content as I have. That's the best way to describe it across many things. Um, And so I will close the episode here and we'll conclude at a future time or I'll continue at a future time. Hope you're enjoying the episodes and also we're in the hundreds of episodes. This is the hundreds. So that's pretty nifty. All right. I'll close up shop here. Glad to have you in here. This is a 20-minute episode or so. Next one could be 70-minute, 100-minute. Who knows? But for now, I just go with the trends, what feels right, and continue forward. Talk to you all.